It's the Armando is Hawking Up His Lungs edition of the Dolphins in Depth podcast. Hard, because Adam Beasley is standing right next to me. No, no, now, I'm across the room. And now further away from me. And I'm I, across the room. And I'm a little sick, and I... What? <laughs> it's not a great look for me, but that, that's fine. I will speak behind this card. Beasley, welcome to the show. Armando. How are you, aside from... Carry us. Yeah. Carry us. Well, it, <laughs> I, I, I want to get your thoughts on... We got uh, 11 minutes today with Brian Flores. Yes. And aside from the uh, Engage 8 uh, Pittsburgh Steelers blitz game, this is probably the most heat he's taken as far as questioning decisions in his career. And I, I don't know how much he enjoyed it. He is clearly not a person that enjoys having to answer for stuff. Correct. And uh, I have news for him. He's three and eleven, and he's gotten a pass this year for being three and eleven because they have terrible talent, uh, and you know, on purpose, terrible talent. talent. So we recognize that. But guess what? The NFL, um, when he gets a team that's supposed to do things. He's going to be asked tough questions, and today was one of those days where he was asked tough questions, such as, uh, why is Ryan Fitzpatrick starting instead of uh, Josh Rosen when he is the past and Rosen could be the future? And I think the answer was, I know better than you, I'm in the trenches, and you're not. And he, I understand part of his argument. He, he's the one, not us, who has to get up in front of 53 men and explain his decisions. True. Totally get that. Yes. I don't care. I don't care, Armando. You know why? Why? Of those 53 guys, 10 will be on the roster next year. Yeah, that's the problem. So his, his thinking is he needs to keep his credibility with the players, and I totally agree with him on that. In fact, I've written that. Except that we're now down to the final week or two of the season. In fact, it is the final week or two of the season. 11 days from today, it'll all be over. And I'm not so sure that Nick Needham will lose respect for him or uh, or anything of that nature if he makes the decisions to start uh, Josh Rosen. Guess what? Nick Needham has his own problems to take care of, and so do the 52 other guys on this team. Yeah, there's not exactly... It's not the Baltimore Ravens roster with 12 Pro Bowlers. It's not. No. It's, it's a group of glorified XFL players who try hard, don't commit a bunch of penalties, and have significant limitations when it comes to ability. Correct. You know what gets you better? Gets a roster better with significant limits to their athleticism? More talent. How do you get more talent? You, well, supposedly you draft... <laughs> <laughs> is it is it easier or harder to get the best players if you continue to win games? Well, if the Dolphins have the 22nd pick in the first round, for example, and the Steelers have the 30th pick in the first round, it makes sense that the Dolphins would take a better player. Would hope. Except that didn't happen. What year was that? 2017. Well, explain. I, I don't remember that. 2017, the Miami Dolphins are searching vigorously for a defensive pass rusher. They just went to the playoffs, by the way. Yes, they did. So they were close. Mm-hmm. We need a pass rusher. Get us over the edge. Cam Wake is 37,462 years old. We need a pass rusher. 
and they went out and got a pass rusher with the 22nd overall pick. His name was? T.J. Watt. No, Charles Harris. Ah, I was close. Meanwhile, T.J. Watt goes to the Pittsburgh Steelers with the 30th pick overall. By the way, we haven't even mentioned the fact that uh, McKinley went to Atlanta with 28, and he's better than Charles well, Harris. Let's, let's not kid ourselves. Charles Harris might not play a snap with this team again, ever. He was a healthy scratch in New York against the Giants in Week 15. Um, maybe he plays the last two games. Maybe he doesn't. He ain't on this team next year. He is gone. I don't know if he's gone, but he's not the answer. Let's I, say that. Maybe he comes to training camp. Correct. He's not the answer. Correct. Um, there's just several things that are questionable about him. One of those is his own questioning of himself. One of the things that an NFL player has to have is ultimate confidence in his own ability. Mm -hmm. And Charles Harris has – he lacks that. He's, he's lost. He is. he is. He is a bit lost. And that's what happens when you're a first-round pick and you play like an undrafted rookie. And so just just to put a bow on this knot, um, so a Charles Christmas, Harris – A Christmas bow? Yes. Charles Harris has three and a half career sacks mm -hmm. in 40 games. T.J. Watt, oh, who was just named to the Pro Bowl oh, yesterday, boy. Oh, boy. has uh, 33 career sacks. Um, in about 40 games. I, I, 33 sacks in 40 games. Right. I, I agree. Terrible pick. Watt's been the better player. I ask you this, Armando. Charles Harris played for the Pittsburgh Steelers and T.J. Watt played for the Miami Dolphins. How different would things be? It, because Nick Fitzpatrick, he was okay last year. wasn't great. was okay. Goes to Pittsburgh, becomes a star. Um, Ryan Tannehill has been okay for seven years. Not great. Okay, up and down. He goes to Tennessee, becomes a star, a alternate for the Pro Bowl, which he couldn't sniff as a member of the Miami Dolphins. Laramie Tunsil, never a Pro Bowler in Miami. He goes to Houston. He's a Pro Bowler. Maybe it's just this place. Um, I... Sort of agree with you on that, Adam, but there there's nuance there that I think it would be fair to state. And the nuance is this. Um, so, Minka Fitzpatrick was a good player for the Miami Dolphins last year. Sure. He was a rookie. He wasn't, just he, he wasn't what he is now, though. No, but that was his rookie year, and they threw a lot on his plate, and he answered every single question, and he was good. I believe that he would have made the, the taken the next step this year. The problem is the Dolphins, their plans for him didn't fit his own plans for himself. Right. He goes to Pittsburgh, and their plans fit his plans, and he blossoms. So part of that, the plans coming together. Larry Tunstall was a good player for the Dolphins last year. Okay, what about Robert Quinn? Where's your explanation there? They couldn't get anything, anything out of Robert Quinn last year. He's got almost 10 sacks now. And he was pretty good with the Rams before. I don't know, man. I, I'm beginning to think that no matter <coughs> who's choking me up, Beasley. I'm beginning to think that no matter who they draft, who they sign, whoever the coaches are, this place is cursed. 
Uh, wow. That's that's a that's you're that's too far for me to go. Um, but I would say to you that I'd rather see the the change because it's not been one coaching staff that has had this problem. It's been multiple coaching staffs that have had this problem. Um, yeah, it's, it's it's not good. Sperano had the problem. Uh, yeah. Um, I would say but, but, to but, you, but, but, Philbin had the problem. Okay, let me ask. Adam Gase had the problem. Let me ask you this. This staff has the problem. Jeff Ireland didn't do a great job here. Fair? Fair. He is incredible in New Orleans. Incredible. You look at their drafts. They hit after hit after hit. They are a model franchise, and Jeff Ireland is making those decisions. How do Some you, of them. How do you explain that? Uh, I don't know. It's not Jeff Ireland either. Uh, Chris Spielman, not Chris Spielman, but Rick Spielman, he was here and he picked, uh, you know, whatever. He picked Jamar Fletcher. He picked that linebacker that I don't even remember who got knocked out in a bar fight. <laughs> um, and he didn't pick, uh, let's see, he didn't pick Drew Brees out of Purdue. He didn't pick um, the wide receiver from FSU. What was his name? Uh, Anquan Bolton? Yes, he didn't pick him. When guys that don't, you know, put a lot into studying the draft and studying players, they were saying, pick those guys, and he picked the other guys. I got a theory as to what it could be, what, <clears throat> what the difference could be, um, and we'll get into that uh, right after a word from our sponsors. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. We're playing hurt here. Armando is hanging tough. Yes. He, uh, he he went and got an IV during the break. Yes. He's doing better now. Yes, it's lovely. Maybe this franchise has been chasing something since 1973 and since Marino in 84. And there's just been this maniacal focus on getting back, getting to where we were. Nope. Call it a band-aid, call it whatever you want, but maybe that this is the first time that there's a uh, a fair amount of uh, of planning and foresight and patience. Could that be the difference? I don't know that it's that. Uh, it could be the difference, but what we're talking about is not one organization. It's under the roof of one organization, well, but it's different it's people. Steve Ross since 2009. Right, but I mean, we, I, we just went back to to Spielman. Right. In in like 
2000. Was that Joe Robbie or Hyzinga then? That was Hyzinga then. Uh, you know, we've, we've gone back a while. Um, so, I, look. I, can't, I, I, I think, can't just consistently be <coughs> unlucky. Like, there has to, no. There has to be something deeper. They're sucking. There has to be something deeper. There has to be something deeper that you go out and spend a bajillion dollars on free agents that were excellent in the last teams they've played for, and they come and they're just guys here. Consistently. When's the last time they had a, gr- a great free agent signing? A great free agent signing. Jordan Mills? <laughs> By the way, they, they, they're so bad. I don't know if that, that, that qualifies. Sometimes they're so bad that people that I talk to, they already know that it's going to be terrible before it's terrible. How is it that those people know that it's going to be terrible, and I write, it's going to be terrible before these guys know it? Well, let's let's get back to the here and now, then. Jordan Mills? <laughs> Was he good? Which, which widened the focus a bit. Did they make a mistake in blowing it up? Philosophically, mm-hmm. I understand what they did. Totally. I don't agree with what they did, but I understand what they did. It, it, it was a move of desperation, and it's undertaken by an organization that doesn't have a better plan, that has failed time and time again. It has no goodwill locally either to, to see things through because the fan base is so sick and tired of what they've seen for the last 20 years. Fair. And they just need some. They just need a lightning bolt to suggest, "Hey, we figured it out." The problem is that there was in that plan, that tanking plan, which is what it was. There was a lot of unknown and unintended consequences. They didn't know that Tua Tungvaloa was going to get hurt and require surgery for the third time in two years. Mm-hmm. They thought, we're going to tank for Tua, and he's going to be the guy, and we're going to pick him, and he's going to be our, our Drew Brees, which, by the way, is the guy that everybody that I've talked to has compared him to when healthy. The problem is he's not healthy. Never healthy. And he's not healthy, and he's not mobile, and he's small. And so those three things together – raise a huge durability flag. And then they hired a head coach <laughs> who, you know... Hates the idea. God bless him, he wants to win. Hates and I the, love that. Hates the idea of thinking about the future uh, when it comes to sacrificing the present. The, the bottom line is he wasn't on board with we're going to lose. And that's the way it's going to be. And... You know, I, I, I'm going to take it for a year and smile about it, and then we'll start for real next year. He is doing everything he can to win this year. Do you, do you think that um, he is going to demand that if they don't get one of the – if they don't get if – they, if they decide two is not the right pick, obviously they're not going to get Burrow. Is he going to demand they go and get Cam Newton or somebody like that? Is he going to say – I have no chance to win unless you go and get me Tom Brady, Philip Rivers, somebody who is might be a transitionary quarterback that you can still draft somebody behind and develop. Right. Uh, I have to do that or this isn't going to work. So what I think is going to happen is pretty simple. They're going to draft Tua. 
and I believe that they will draft Tua and sign someone else. Uh, that's what I think will happen. And, you know, that someone else I don't think will be Tom Brady. What if it's at three? Would you draft Tua at three? Look, that's impossible, and I know that there's a lot of speculation out there about that. So we don't know what what the reality will be in April. We're four months away, right. five months away from that. Tua right now can't walk. <laughs> okay, he still might not even go pro. He might not even go pro, although the chances are good he will. Right, but he cannot walk right now. By April, hopefully, he will be walking. So, Hashtag progress. At, at that point, once you have a quarterback that can walk, uh, perhaps you have a feel that you know he'll be healthy and he'll be working out and you'll be able to see the workouts. And at that point, everything that has declined about his prospects will begin to you know to rise again. That could be foolishly. Because Fair. he's still a fragile dude. Fair. But teams want to believe what they want to believe. They want to believe he'll be a good player. They want to believe that this was a string of bad luck. It was a freak injury. And, oh, my gosh, he can still have – he has elite accuracy. Which he does. Which he does. And so we're going to love him. And if we have the third or fourth pick and he's our guy, dang it, we're going to pick him. Let's and that's what I think will happen. And and they'll have a stopgap pool. Exactly. And it's going to be Ryan Fitzpatrick. He's might be Ryan Fitzpatrick. Someone that will teach Tua how to be a a professional you know, quarterback in the NFL. Someone, by the way, these guys are New England light, right? They come from New England, all of them. In New England, they've had multiple young quarterbacks come in and learn from the GOAT. And go get paid. And then they go get paid because they learned well from right. the GOAT. And so I think that's the kind of setup they want here. I mean, you don't think it's likely. Except for the GOAT. You don't think it's likely. I think you have to at least think it's somewhat possible that Tom Brady is that guy. Explain to me why you, Tom Brady, want to come to the sucky Miami Dolphins that you spent the last 20 minutes saying that they're cursed. Why do you, Tom Brady, want to come to that team? Brian Flores, Chad O'Shea, Jerry Skoplinski, 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 Steve Ross, who oh, is I... who is a Michigan man. Okay. And uh, have you looked outside today? Yeah. Giselle Giselle ain't moving to Cincinnati. Okay. She ain't she ain't moving to Kansas City. I mean, she, she, she probably would have even moved to Denver. There are probably a few select cities that a person who is the primary breadwinner of the family would be willing to relocate their family to. I think Miami makes that list. I, I, I put myself in Tom Brady's body, and now Tom Brady looks a lot different, by the way. Uh, but I just, why do I want to, I want to do one of two things. I want to win a championship again next year in New England, or I want to win a championship somewhere else. And the Miami Dolphins are not winning a championship next year. They're not. Brady, Brady, Brady. They're, they're not winning a championship. Do you really believe that next year with Tom Brady on the roster, they're a Super Bowl team? No. No. Of course not. But And Tom Brady knows but, but there, But there has to be 
Where is that soft landing spot then? <coughs> Retirement. Okay. I think that's the soft landing spot. All right. He will face the same question that Dan Marino faced in 2000. And that is, I don't want to go possibly, or they won't have me back. In this case with Brady, it's I don't want to go back to, you know, uh, Darth Vader <laughs> as the head coach and that crap. Or do I want to go somewhere else and change my whole um, my whole legacy and rewrite I, I, everything? And I, I agree with you largely, but there is something appealing to proving you can do it without Belichick. When did it work? When did what work? When did a great player leave the place of his greatness and go become great somewhere else? Because Joe Montana didn't do it. LeBron James, baby. Oh, come on. LeBron James. He's won championships everywhere. Joe Montana didn't do it. Joe Namath didn't do it. Marino said, no, thank you. I'm not doing that. But Montana got to the divisional round of the playoffs, which around here would be a ticker tape parade. He didn't reach the same uh, heights that he did. Mondo, we're running long, as always, because we have a lot to say. Get but but when did he when did that happen? It hasn't. But Tom, right. Tom Brady say I'll, I'm the greatest ever. I'll be the first. I I don't. Okay, we'll leave it at that. Oh so no, we you, don't, we you don't. believe Tom Brady will be a dolphin? No, I don't believe it. I think it's a possibility. I think he'll consider it. Well, okay. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, I'll grant you that. We haven't even talked about this week's big matchup. Who do they play? Uh, the worst team in the National Football League. We want to thank you for tuning in. Hey, I need to go and get some mechanician. To, to this week's edition of the Dolphins in Depth podcast. I want to know, I want you to know, we played hurt today. Mm-hmm. I'm hawking up a long hair. I need to. There is, there is cleaner right next to Armando. The microphone and my iPhone are both going to be doused in it as soon as this podcast ends. I, I don't blame you, bro. Thank you for listening. Tune in next week.